Okay, ready? Born. And three, two, one. Hi, this is Robert, one half of the 12 Pound Podcast. As you've come to learn, uh, my mom, Bobby, and I discuss life's changes and how we hope to help you face them through shared stories and experiences. We did have a bonus episode that we had introduced to you earlier this week, our first interview segment uh, called our 12 by 20 series. So 12 pounds in 20 minutes where we just look to interview interesting people, depending on what's going on with the podcast and what we've been talking about recently. As you know, we are uh, a podcast that there's, I don't even know what to do with that. (laughs) And the really sad part about this the only thing I is asked. it's a potential spam. We were interrupted by spam. I know. Do you think the company Spam knew that Spam was going to be Spam? No, no. And is it named after Spam because that's disgusting? It could be, yeah. I'm it's sorry dis- to all you Spam lovers out there because there are people that truly enjoy Spam as, so a, breakfast, yeah. as a breakfast meat. We just lost the state of Hawaii. <laughs> Just lost a lot of people. We just lost a lot of people. Oh, what are we going to do? All right. Sorry, Rob. Go back to where you were before I so rudely interrupted. There's no no rudeness. It was uh, the spam does that. That's what spam does. That's what spam's for. It interrupts. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Spam is an interrupter. Takes our time away. So we'd like to thank everybody for joining us. This is the end of our episode. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it feels like it just started. Time flies when you're interrupted by spam. And where I'd rather be spending our time is on Maury's Piers. So I want to just start out very quickly that Maury's Piers, located on the boardwalk in Wildwood, New Jersey, is a classic seaside amusement park, family owned and operated since the late 60s. We have been having such a great time up there with our On the Board series. So please visit them at Surfside Pier featuring the Ocean Oasis Water Park and Beach Club at 25th Avenue, Mariner's Landing Pier featuring Raging Waters Water Park at Scalinger Avenue, and Adventure Pier at Spencer Avenue. The end of summer is September 22nd. Keep your pumpkin spice lattes until the margaritas are dried up. We still have plenty of time up on the boardwalk, so please get up there. Uh, it's been a great summer for us, and we've been loving it. Hi, Mom. Hi, Rob. So here we are. You look good. Really? Thank you so much. You look so rested. Much. Thank you so much. Did you sleep last night? <laughs> so you slept well? Yeah. Yeah. No complaints. What is it like to sleep now that you're... Old? Old. <laughs> Really? As you get older, you sleep less. You do. I think so. I'm only speaking for myself and people close to me that we've had this discussion. So I can't speak to all the millions of people that are listening to us right now that are my age or older. But it it does seem to change. It does seem to change. Well, think about little kids, you know. They can sleep 12 hours. I guess some adults can as well, but I, I don't really know any. So, yeah, it does change. You sleep a little bit less. You definitely sleep less. But you, you become more interesting. I think now always interesting, no matter what. But would you have that? You may have that to look forward to, Rob. I've to been, look, become more interesting. I, I, I don't know if I, it's going to happen. <laughs> That's why I'm doing a podcast. I'm trying to create a forum where somebody's interested in me. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how it's going so far, but we received quite a bit of feedback from last week's episode where we talked about phrases that people use. Rightly or wrongly, we tend to use them a lot. Don't take this personally. Calm down. Things happen for a reason. Well, we heard from someone who recently took a flight from Philadelphia out to San Francisco, and they were getting ready to board. And someone came over the loudspeaker and said, I'm sorry, due to a technical issue, this flight has been canceled. 
So uh, this person went up to the, uh, the desk and asked them, you know, what's going on? And I've, you know, I've got a wedding I have to go to. What am I going to do? And they told them there are no other flights available. So person behind the counter said, well, things happen for a reason. No. Yes. No. Yeah. So uh, my friend had just listened to our episode and said, well, don't take this personally, <laughs> but you're full of shit. So he wanted to give us uh, kudos for reminding him how those terms are actually used. That's really great. And it was. It was I a love very, that. It was a good story. Uh, we were contacted. I was actually emailed. And they were very nice. They emailed us through our info at 12poundpodcast.com, which you can reach out to. So if you find me interesting and you would like to let me know. Let him know because really he could, use a, he could use... You know, a couple kudos, I think. Everybody can. Yeah, it'd be nice. This is the same guy that, you remember the episode where they thought he was lonely? So send him something. I'm that same guy. Throw him a bone. Yeah. Speaking of throwing us a bone, well, you did something unexpected. I wasn't sure if you knew how to turn on your phone, let alone. Really? Actually, I'm going to do something. At, Here the, we go. at the end of season one of the 12 Pound Podcast, I'm going to do a montage of all of the cell phone interruptions. From mom's phone, and it'll be an episode in itself. So, based on your history, I was incredibly impressed with something that you did recently. You reached out to someone proactively through social media. I did. I DM'd. Actually, I've never done this before. I uh, direct messaged. Well, I think I've direct messaged before. I have, but not to someone I didn't know. I don't direct message strangers. Uh, Jersey Jerry. In case any of you don't know who Jersey Jerry is, to be I have to be honest, I didn't either. And I was looking, you know, not knowing a lot of different podcasts. I was scouting around, listening to different podcasts, and I was attracted to his name because I'm attracted to Jersey. And so I listened to Jersey Jerry. He calls himself JJ. And uh, I've been calling him JJ as well. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we've never met. You guys I, are kindred spirits. Yeah, though. we're kindred spirits because At JJ, least the, the Instagram algorithm thought you were kindred spirits. Yeah, kindred so spirits. we were kindred spirits. So his, uh, I went back as far as uh, I wanted to listen to his original episode and what it was about was his uh, journey with re- his recovery of, I'm pretty sure, it might, now this episode was his first, so it may be longer, but um, at that time he was in recovery for about seven years and it was a really interesting story about his journey and how he tells it and you know where life has taken him and that's uh why i reached out to him i thought a fellow podcaster i'll send him a dm (laughs) (laughs) and uh see if we can um get together and we get together what did he reply back Let's do it. Let's do it. That's what he said. Let's do it. And we followed up with him again. We followed up with him again. And, and what, he did he, said, what did he reply back? Let's do it. Let's do it, Jerry. <laughs> so he, we got two let's do it. So I, I think we're in pretty good shape. It sounds like we're going to have a future episode uh, with Jersey Jerry. So Jersey Jerry is uh, with Barstool Sports. He does a lot of different things there. All of them interesting. Uh, one of his podcasts is exactly uh, about what you would just described, Mom. It's about sobriety, recovery. Uh, he speaks to recovering addicts uh, from all different walks of life. Uh, he's had some really interesting interviews. One of his more uh, popular ones was with the comedian Tracy Morgan uh, at his house, and it was a great interview. Very interesting to hear uh, their respective stories. And he is also part of their uh, their sports team as well. So he is a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan, oh, which we I don't didn't know that. 
I know you didn't. I would if uh, I would have deterred you. If there wasn't like Jerry or a Jersey like Jason, who was an <laughs> Eagles fan. At least it wasn't the Dallas Cowboys. No, thank goodness. Another thing we learned about Jerry is no female listeners. He's got 0.7% of his audience are female listeners. So he must have been very excited when a 70-year-old woman contacted him. (laughs) Probably, I'm going to go out on a limp, Jerry. We haven't met yet, but I'm going to guess that that was not the woman you thought was going to reach out to you. The 70-year-old mom from West Cape, Maine, New Jersey. Jersey. Jersey, yep. Uh, To me, uh, that feels a lot more authentic. We were going to talk a little bit today about, you know, your journey. You had alluded to the fact, and you've just talked about it again, uh, you know, being a a recovering alcoholic and what that process has been like for you the last 24 plus years. We don't want to give away too much because we're very excited to share your story with Jerry. But I suspect being a podcaster himself, he's going to have a lot of questions. That being said, I thought it was a really great opportunity to share a little bit more about about your path and why you think he was interested in talking with you. That's something that you really have in common with someone, especially when they have um, some time behind them. Because for a lot of people, that's not easy to accumulate those years without a lot of mishaps, missteps, whatever along the way. Just little like setbacks. And personally, I was really lucky that way. I've been sober for just about 25 years. It's a long time. It's a long time. It's funny, I don't think about it as a long time because I really fortunately don't think about it that much. What I thought after speaking to him would, uh, the first thing actually that came into my mind was a topic, uh, a title for our podcast. Let's do it. No. (laughs) But that's nice. It's good, but no. It was, uh, I was going to use my jailbird daughter. I like that, my My jailbird jailbird daughter. daughter. And when... When I was in my uh, heyday of with my extra pleasure-seeking gene, <laughs> I was stopped in a township and uh, received a DWI. Funny, up to that point, uh, I, I, I'm going to say I was probably about 36 years old, 37, 38, something like that. Had never even had a parking ticket. I thought, let's just do this in a big way. Uh, so when I received the DWI, my you mother were- happened to be uh, not doing well health-wise. Um, and she was in Philadelphia in the hospital. So I would have to get rides in, you know, to see her. Because at the time, I don't know what's go- what goes on now, but you lost your license for six months. All of that, believe it or not, has changed. So when I would get there, she would be talking with nurses or talking with people and introduce me to people as her jailbird daughter. <laughs> um, which, which was... Yeah. Well, I give your mom a lot of credit. There's not a lot of humor floating around the oncology department at hospitals. Exactly, so. exactly. That's the truth. So, yeah, that's how my mom would introduce me. An interesting journey. I think everyone's journey into uh, through recovery is different, interesting, the reasons for it. All the stories are different, but the underlying theme is the same, and that's whatever substance you are abusing it's not your friend and that can be anything that could be anything that can be a uh, it could be a wawa cappuccino (laughs) i'm not giving them up i can tell you that right now i'm not giving that actually they've hired me to fix the machines they've actually changed aa to ww (laughs) right but that's interesting actually that's what i um i envision either the title of this episode 
or the title of next episode was the road through recovery, not the road to recovery, because the road to recovery gives you the sense that once you reach recovery, it's over. And something I've heard uh, time and again in Jerry's interviews with his guests is that it never ends and that you're always an addict, you're always in recovery. And it, what that journey through it looks like, I think is so fascinating because for some people it looks very different. Some people the road through recovery can mean maybe similar to what you saw, which is you're, you're still home, you, you didn't necessarily have to avoid places, you can still go out to a bar, you can still go to a restaurant. I have, you know, I drink, so you can sit with me and have a beer. Uh, where I have very close friends, one of whom I saw quite recently, and you know the only place we could go to, even remotely social, was a was a pizza place with no alcohol, and even being home for him, yeah, was very difficult, and probably, and actually I shouldn't say, and very scary, because he's eleven years sober. Yeah, well, that's there's the dog squeaky toy um it's this, a carnival this is a carnival this is going to be an episode as i said before it's very different people's journeys are different how they react what they can't and can and can't be around um in that regard i don't know if you want to call it i was lucky or whatever but something i decided never to attempt you know i never did have that setback because i was able to get through it Really, a lot. Uh, I thought a lot easier than some people. Really had it really rough. I may mean, have it re- have it really rough. So I didn't want to tempt. You know, I didn't want to tempt fate. And Did you ever have any thoughts about going back? No, no, um, no. I don't know if that's the bull. You know, I'm I'm um I'm kind. I, I've always considered myself over the years to be all in or all out uh, kind of gal. So when I'm all in, I'm all in. And when I'm out, I'm out. So, you know, once I make that, made that decision, but that decision did not come in probably the timeliest matter, manner, manner, matter, matter, whatever, mm-hmm. that, it, that it could have. You just, you know, that's something I can't even really explain why. I do remember a dear friend of mine um, for my birthday. I had a, uh, supposedly she was named, it was in New York City, named one of the most renowned psychics i love psychics and astrology and you know we sometimes start our episodes with that and what a great birthday gift that i was going to be able to sit down with her i'll never forget her she was uh, greek and i had just stopped drinking about two weeks before but interestingly enough because i had stopped before or paced or counted straws or been to an aa meeting had you ever been to an aa meeting before yes yes and i felt like it um, they were, you know, people were telling stories about jumping out of windows and doing like really bizarre things. And it, yeah, yeah, lost their family, lost everything, lost their, and I, and at the time I, I thought, whoa, and this is for people out there. This is really important to listen to. I think I thought these people are crazy. I mean, this isn't me. I, you know, look at me. I've got an eyes eyed shirt on, you know, I'm like, I know <laughs> what I'm doing here. And over the years I came to realize that a problem is a problem. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter what you have, who you are, where. If it's a problem, it's it's a problem. And I didn't get that then. So yes, I had the answer to that question was I had been to meetings and it didn't connect. It didn't connect with me at all. It wasn't my time. 
It just wasn't my time for that. I was not ready for it. Obviously wanting it. Obviously no one sent me there. I just was not ready for that. It was getting to be problematic and not drinking every day. But when you did, there, was not, there, was, there was, wasn't a cutoff point. And it was never for me. You know, like, as I said, everybody's different. But it was never, I'm sad, I'm, oh, what was me kind of drinking. It was, as I said, an extra pleasure-seeking gene. Let's, let's start this thing. Let's have some fun. And then you take it too far. You know, just too far that um, whether, you, whether I took it too far genetically because I'm just predestined, you know, the DNA, de- you know, I was, uh, it was my destiny. There's a lot of alcoholism in my family, past family. And as I always said, I drew that short straw. At that time, I was angry about that. Sort of a little bit of why me. Mm-hmm. I remember looking at people that would have a nice drink in front of them early on. And they were with some people and they weren't talking to each other or laughing or having any fun at all. Of course, the judgment. I don't really do much of that anymore. But boy, I did back in the day. I was like, you should all be alcoholics <laughs> because you're, you're no fun. You, you know, you're over there. You, you're just all bored with each other and you have these gorgeous drinks. Should be the name of a drink. Can I get a judgment? Yeah, right. On the rocks? Can I get a judgment? A double? Um, you know, so there were peri- there was periods of time like that. But basically, you know, it all ended. And I did eventually end up at a, uh, I just kind of decided that it was time. And I got tired of wondering if I'd called someone, a, you know, a name, you know, or insulted them. It was a social, it was such a social thing to me. Um, yeah, I would pick up the phone. I would pick up the phone. I called it phone parties. For, for you. For me. <laughs> uh, it was. And just to set the, uh, the time period, yeah. this is when no matter what time you called, the phone was ringing, meaning that there was no cell phone. Cell phone oh, no, 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 no. We were wa- no, no, no cell phones. All landlines. No, no cell phones. But I used to think that I probably would have been drinking longer if I could have installed in my phone a breathalyzer so that when I made that phone call to my sister, who eventually told me, if you ever call me again, (laughs) okay. So I kind of, you know, I'd scratch that off the list. But um, so if there's a breathalyzer in the telephone, stay with me. Shark Tank. That it would cut me off. Yeah, you can't make that call. It's like it, it would say, I'm sorry, but you have reached your limit of, and you can't make any phone calls. So I kind of exposed myself. You know, when you've had too much to drink, your reasoning skills of, oh, maybe it's not a good idea to call somebody right now, um, sort of go out the window. You know, you want to keep the party going. So um, I was just tired of, do you know what you said last night? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And of course, I'd always say yes. Oh, of course, I know what I said. I had no clue. It, It gets so old. You know, it gets so old. But then there's a part of it that um, exciting, you know, for me and fun and, you know, tap dancing through Philadelphia. I mean, I used to keep my tap shoes. This is crazy, but true in the trunk of my car. You never know when the opportunity would arise. (laughs) Extra pleasure seeking Jane to tap dance through Philadelphia. So there is a book out if anybody's interested. And I've recommended this to some people that I've helped through, uh, coach through their different stages of where they are and what's going on with them. Not everyone is an AA meeting. I wasn't. You know, I, I went once for 90 days. 
25 years ago. You know, there's all different ways to be in, you know, in recovery. But anyway, there's a book out there that really, really hit home for me. It was called Drinking a Love Story. I recommend uh, to somebody that's listening to this podcast that may be saying, wow, (laughs) really, it's saying, yeah, I'd like to cut down. I'd like to stop. I'd like to, I'd like to learn better, have some better tools. Maybe I'm not ready to stop, but maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do that. Grab yourself a copy of this book. It's, um, it's really worth the read. To um, people that are listening, if indeed you make a step and you decide to reach out and you find yourself talking to people or with some people that maybe it's just not a good fit, it's not resonating with you, there's something about it, try something else. Don't quit. Don't quit. You, you've, you've made the first step. I mean, I knew I knew I had a problem, but I didn't, I didn't relate to that room at the time, you mm-hmm. know, at the time. And possibly maybe I never would have. I don't know. I don't know that. But I do know that going down the road, there were people that I totally felt a commonality with. And one of them was that book. One of them was that book. It felt I, like your story? Oh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it felt like my story. What were some of the uh, aspects of it that really resonated? The, the, uh, the romance of it, the days of wine and roses, the glass, the, the ordering the bottle of wine. Even to this day, I have to drink something out of a beautiful glass. Do not give me a soda, a Coke, Diet Coke, which I do love, but do not give me my beverage in a jelly glass. Mm-hmm. while everyone else has some beautiful martini glass or so yeah i related to all of that and you just have to figure out what it is about you you know what um what will work for you what will work for you mm-hmm. and you can it's not easy you have to learn how i, I have to live life on life's terms every day every day mm-hmm. there's no i've had a bad day i'm going home and have a couple and go, ah, no, no. You don't usually have that feeling with a Diet Coke. Um, so you really do. You have to live life on life's terms every day. The feeling that I remember the being the best was being free. I was, I was free. I never had to worry again about getting in a car. I've been the designated driver now for, what, 25 years but and now you drive a mini so you must not like it well i got that small so i have to show for you drunks around (laughs) (laughs) i said why'd you get the mini does it handle well yeah it handles my uh my drinking yeah i can't get too many people in it. and my son (laughs) but the freedom of that no one could ever say again do you remember what you said last night yeah i do i remember every word i said So there was never that feeling that people that are listening that relate to this know that feeling, mixture of guilt and embarrassment and, you know, it's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. And to never have that again, I felt free. I felt really free. Anybody who speaks about uh, recovery publicly are very brave. We love to be able to you know, share our stories with you. And the more we can hear from you, and I think going into that episode, if there's anything you would like us to ask him, you know, we welcome you to reach out to us. You can go to our website, www.12poundpodcast.com. Uh, you can email us at info at 12poundpodcast.com, or you can DM us. You can direct message us on Instagram or any of your favorite social media platforms. Uh, now that mom knows how to do it, 
you should know how to do it as well. So if I can do it, anybody can do absolutely. it. Absolutely. And we're looking forward to it. It sounds like a lot of fun. We're going to be putting that together. And then while we're doing that, uh, you have an opportunity to look back at our first eight episodes plus our one bonus feature, uh, which we just introduced, which is our 12 by 20 interview series. We had an opportunity to introduce uh, a U.S. national rower, Solve Imsdal, who is going to be competing this September uh, with her partner uh, in the boat, Lainey Tierney, for the World Championships in the Czech Republic. It was a fascinating interview, uh, somebody who has worked incredibly hard at their sport and has also gone through a lot of changes in their life as they've gotten to, to where they are. So keep an eye out on more of those bonus interviews. We've got a few very interesting people lined up. Uh, we're going to be speaking to some family as well, which we're really excited about. Oh, My yes. uncle, your brother, uh, Dr. J. Scott Wilson, he is a chiropractor in Philadelphia. Fairmount Chiropractor is uh, and has been in business for nearly 30 years, I believe. And we're going to be speaking with him about a number of different subjects, uh, but please tune in to that episode as well. Uh, we're nearing 10 episodes, uh, not quite a decade of episodes, but we're getting close and we're glad you're here uh, for the ride with us. And again, speaking of rides, check out those rides <laughs> on Maury's Piers located on the boardwalk in Wildwood, New Jersey. They're going to close soon. And it is a great time to go up there. The Humidity is gone. The skies are blue. The wind is blowing out of the west, and it's a little bit quieter on the boardwalk, so the lines aren't quite as long. Uh, we've been going through a lot of changes over the course of the summer, and we hope you continue to uh, join us as we move into the fall. So thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Robert. Okie dokie. Bye. <laughs> Lucy of the Margate Sands, made of dreams and old tin cans. She's no diamond fellas. But she shines the same With skin just like an alley book There's no getting through to her She loves everyone Don't matter whence they came And if she were but not so grand And I could set her in a ring I would put her on your finger And when I took your hand I'd sing la de da de da I'd sing la de da de da Well, it ain't much, I know But we can take her with us anywhere we go With Lucy on your hand, you won't grow 